Support for this episode comes from PCG Digital. It is anywhere from difficult to impossible to manage every aspect of the changing digital landscape. Rather than trying to do it yourself, why not leave it to an award-winning team of digital marketing specialists who have mastered it all? Connect your message with more potential customers with PCG Digital. Go to pcgdigital.com for more information. How do you choose the next person to lead a team in your organization? For example, you have a sales team. You need to place a new leader in charge of that team. Now, you could hire someone from the outside and, and you should follow these same you know, checkpoints that we're going to talk about. But a lot of organizations like to promote from within. So if you have individuals on the current sales teams, how do you know which person you should be elevating to that leadership position? Well, that's what my guest is going to help you with today. Ryan Dowdy is a sales consultant who has helped organizations build thriving sales teams. And more importantly, she helps identify the right person to put in charge. And she has her checklist of characteristics that are going to help you identify that person. And she's also going to discuss the biggest mistake that organizations make when choosing that individual. So, can't wait for you to chat with her and listen to her. So let's dive into today's power episode of You're in Charge, Conversations that Spark Change with Ryan Dowdy. Okay, so let me ask you then, if someone, one of your clients said, okay, Ryan, I have a team of 10 people. I have to choose the next person to lead this team. How do I figure out who on this team should be in consideration for that role? How do I figure that one out? Well, first things first is ask them, right? Who actually wants to be in leadership and then ask them why? Mm -hmm. Because I have found that oftentimes it is... um, because they want to get out of the grind of sales, which is not a good reason to hire them as a manager. <laughs> right. Okay. Oftentimes you're like, oh man, yeah, I'd love to be a sales manager. I'm really tired of cold calling. Right. Like that ain't it. Right. In fact, we should be worried about that person in general. So I think it's <laughs> to ask who wants to, you know, who actually wants the role and why step one. Okay. And then, so you're going to have your like four that bubble up to the top out of those 10 that want it they want it for good reason, right? And then I'm not looking just at sales performance. I'm looking at, and this is actually advice I got from um, someone else who um, we'd talked about this. I forget the conversation, but I thought it was excellent. And so we started doing this is now you like go to other people in the organization and mm-hmm. say, hey, four people, um, you know, what are your thoughts about them? How, what have your interactions like that been with them? Give them some more don't encourage them to gossip, right? But like right. we're considering um, elevating this person to a team leadership position. Is there anything that you would see to that you've seen that would support or, uh, you know, deter from that? Right. Because how they work with other people in the organization, right? I mean, because again, top salespeople are not notorious for being liked, right? They're notorious right. for selling it and you figure out how to fulfill this. I don't care. I did my job. You do yours, right? Like that's a very stereotypical high-performing salesperson's um mentality, right? So if they're like, oh no, that guy's a jerk. Like he, you know, um, 
or this person is fantastic, you know, whatever the case may be. So I think it's finding out from the other people that they work with day to day, what their experiences are, because if they, they have to, you know, if they can lead the internal stakeholders, they can lead their team. Um, and then finally, it's looking at, at productivity and production. Um, you know, what, what, productivity are we going to lose by taking this person out of the field or cutting back on their time? Um, and is that something we, we can afford to do right now? Right. Um, so that's kind of the, the steps that I would look at is of the 10 who wants it and why. Right. And then let's go to everybody else in the organization or other stakeholders of what's your relationship with this person? What do you think? Um, and then from there, you're probably going to wind up with one or two candidates. And then it's figuring out, you know, who actually has the skills to lead and coach and not just the skills to sell. Right. So, so a couple things, uh, I, I love those, those, those are really great points. And going back to the person who wants to stop doing their job, that's usually because they see that team leader or manager, and it looks like the, that's an easier job. They always seem that they're at their desk. They always seem to be on the phone doing something. So I think if it's, if assuming that we have a, an environment where that leader team leader, sales manager is coaching and developing every day. They're working one-on-one or they're inspecting and they're having these, they're involved. So someone realizes, well, that being a manager is actually not easier. It's just different things to do. It doesn't, oh, it's a vacation from this. I think number two, which is a very important point when you're uh, looking at that is a fact. And I like that when you were saying, how do they work with other people? on the team because now they're going to be on someone else's team, right? Now that leader is on the general manager, the owner, somebody else. Now they they have to be in that environment and responsible to someone above them. How are they going to handle that? Can they be at that table? Are they going to be a good team member? Uh, I think that's really great. One, one additional one that always helped me was I always would ask, so if you were running the team and you were asking me that question saying, well, who should I put in this position? I would say, let me ask you this, Ryan, if you're out sick, you're on vacation and the team needs something, needs an answer, needs help, who do they go to? That person probably is an above average performer because they get results. Number two, they're patient. They're willing to help. They they're, they get along with people. Someone's going to, they're approachable. Like all of those, some sort of qualities that we would like in, in that leader. Um, right. Sometimes that's a flag for me to go, oh, that per, hmm, right? Yeah. Because they, they have those qualities where that I think good leaders need, as you said, way back in the beginning, that good leaders have that mentality of listening and they're developing and they're patient without being soft. They want to get results, but they find that way. And I, but I really like though, that idea. I, I, I forgot about the one about going to other people outside of the department and asking, because maybe there's a whole different side to somebody that you don't see. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we always put our best foot forward for our direct manager, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and depending on the size of your organization and, and the environment of which you work in, that's going to depict things differently. But yeah, I mean, there are plenty of people that I worked with in my, you know, in-person, in-office days where, yeah, who they were performance-wise versus who they were around the water cooler was two different people. And, uh, you know, do they want that person leading others? Okay, so now... 
in your brain again here for the audience. Okay. So again, we have a people who are listening to this. Uh, a lot of them are in managerial roles, new right. or, or experienced. Okay. Now the next step is you've chosen that person. Mm-hmm. That person's going to ask you, great, I have to take over a team. Now we can look at it both sides. It's a, 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 The team is performing well. The reason they're taking over is somebody got promoted up. Mm-hmm. Great. Or we're replacing because the team's not performing. More times than not, that's why somebody's there. Some things didn't happen. So what's your advice to a new manager taking over that team, right? You just selected that person and they're going to take over this team. What should they do in their first 30 days to help them? Like, where should their focus be? What should they do? What shouldn't they do? Walk me through some advice, maybe three, four, five things that someone should do in those first 30 days. First things first, have a one-on-one, like a solid 60-minute one-on-one with everybody on the team. Figure out what motivates that person. When you say motivate, what what, what do you mean by that? Like, what does that person want or need? Why are they going to be successful? Why are they going to go above and beyond? Um, One of the things that I saw in all of my experience in the corporate world, it was always about what the company needed and wanted, right? The company goal is this, we're behind, stockholders, the board, da 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 right? Like we were constantly driven by somebody outside of ourselves and the salespeople are like, yeah, I don't, I don't care about any of that. Like right. I'm trying to take my family to Disney World for Christmas this year. Right, 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 right. So it's really figuring out like what, what is their driver that's going to get them to perform? What are they working for? What happens when they hit their goals? What do they want? Why are they doing a more, a harder than average job for, right? Like what, mm. why are they doing that? So it's figuring right. out the individual motivators. Don't assume that you know anything. Don't assume that it's money. Don't assume that it's your, it's what your what motivates you um, and figure it out. That's kind of step one because it's going to endear you to those people. And then you're going to figure out how to manage your people. That's going to tell you what they want. Okay. So just on that point, there's two people taking over one coming in from the outside, one who was promoted from within the team. You're still doing that under that guise of don't assume that, you know, just because you were sitting next to the person doing the job. Yep. Okay. Great. So that's the first thing I would do is figure that out. The second thing I would do is I would do real pipeline management without consequence. It's really hard, right? But like, sit down, tell me what is in your pipeline. Do not blow smoke. Right. Do not tell me that you have $200,000 worth of business closing in the next 30 days if you do not. Be really honest with me. Because again, we're like, oh shit, I got a new boss. So now I got to tell him, I got to inflate. Well, I haven't, this guy never got back to me, but I'm going to keep him in warm and I'm going to move this. And right. Know, false projections all of the time. Like give me the projections as real as possible for the next 90 days. Okay. And be willing to hear that like the pipeline is empty because if, especially if you're replacing an underperforming manager, the pipeline is empty. Right. So let's figure out how empty the pipeline is. Um, so we can figure out what we needed to fix it. And then map out action plans for each rep based on their pipeline and their goals. Great. Right. 
Um, so I'll, I'll give you an example. This morning, I had a one-on-one with someone on my team and we're, we're rebuilding some databases, which made some shifts to our ideal client. And so like my, my plan for her was by the end of the week, this is what needs to be done. This is success for you by the end of the week. This needs to be identified. This needs to be done because come November 1st, your, your action items are this, right? right? So it's, you know, figuring that out. If the pipeline is dry, why is it dry? What are the action items? How are we going to fix it? Here's your, you know, your 90 day plan to make that happen. And then make sure that you are managing that 90 day plan um, maniacally, right? Like, okay, where are we at? What's the activity? What's happening? What's going on? Where are opportunities? I would even have some fun with it. Um, Those first 90 days on the job, um, create some spiffs, do some fun stuff, do bonuses, um, rally around, like really creative, massive action. Um, and it can be simple stuff, right? Starbucks gift cards. If you have an in-office team, right. you know, bringing in lunch, um, you know, $50 spiffs that we give away in the PM standup every day, you know, here's 50 bucks to Glenn because he went above and beyond for this, like really make it fun and exciting um, and try to gain as much momentum as quickly as possible. Great. And then we'll find that your key players will probably rise to the top and the people who aren't going to hack it are going to fall out. And then you'll figure out who you need to replace because every time there's a regime change, somebody needs to be replaced because they probably needed to be replaced before the new manager took over anyway. Right. And so what I'm hearing is, and I love that, that first 30 days, then I, you know, it, it, do you see then if we start seeing momentum, people, forget what it took in those 90 days to go and they start to get a like back off or are you really helping them to say okay once you get it up to this level then it's groundhog's day like every day we're doing this every day we're doing this every day we're doing this the minute we take our eye off the ball we're gonna start drifting is is that where you see right so if we get them to the first 30 60 90 days and we see that momentum what's your is your advice to them just keep doing what you're doing wash rinse repeat Absolutely. Wash, rinse, repeat. I love that. (laughs) It's the science of sales, right? Like they say, like, what is the science of sales? It's our numbers. It's our metrics. It's our KPIs, right? What we just did over the last 90 days was we built our pipeline, right? And now we have to keep doing that. The good news is, is that the seeds that we planted 30 days ago, they're going to start to close and then we're planting new seeds, right? We don't reap and sow in the same season. We just got to keep planting seeds. As soon as we stop seeds, we stop we start closing deals. Right. It has to to keep going. Yes. And I think for everyone listening, don't, don't let what Ryan just said, like race by you. And you're like, Oh, sure we do. I would advise you to even help your team break it down to say, Hey, maybe half of your day is planting. Right. And then the, you know, a quarter of my day is moving somebody from demo to proposal. And then a quarter of my day is chasing proposals to get them in the door, whatever, whatever, however you're moving people through the stages of your, of your funnel. Mm -hmm. But I think to your point is, Sometimes we, because I was guilty of it very early on, is once I got enough opportunities that were in that, you know, uh, pruning to harvesting stage, I stopped planting. And then all of a sudden, once all of those either closed or died off, I looked around and said, oh, man, I, I don't have anything left to move to the next. And I think that is an advice for all of you leading teams is, really helping your team focus on planting, 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 and then deal with it as we move along, but never stop planting those seeds or else you will have no harvest down the road. 
Amen. There you go. Okay. Now I hope you got a lot out of it. I know I did. I'm very aligned with uh, her strategies and what characteristics you're, you're looking for. And as she said, just because somebody can sell doesn't mean they know how to teach and coach and develop. Most of the time they don't have the patience. So again, make sure that you're looking at all these different characteristics that Ryan shared to help you put the right person in charge of your team. So please make sure that you do connect with Ryan. She, as she said, she is here to help you. Uh, her information's listed in the show notes. So please reach out to her if you have any questions. As always, you know the drill. Please make sure that you subscribe on Apple or if you're an Android user on Spotify or whatever platform you're listening to podcasts. We're out there everywhere. Also, you can listen to episode 109. That's the full conversation with Ryan, where she talks about a lot of different information, especially aligning your marketing teams with your sales teams, breaking down those barriers. You can also jump over to YouTube and watch the full episode where you can actually see Ryan and myself as we have this conversation. So again, I thank you so much. It means the world to me that you have spent some time here. I know there's a lot of places for you to consume content, but the fact that you spent time with Ryan and myself today means the world. As always, at the end of every episode, I say you're in charge, but now Ryan gave you a few more tools and tips to help you become better both professionally and personally. Thank you so much. I appreciate everything. I appreciate all the support and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.